Hello, this is Lisa LaRose, and welcome today to Connect to Love with Michael J. Russ and I, and we are so excited to have you join us today. We are so in tune with so many different things in our lives, and you know, today, Michael is such a wonderful reminder to me to take a deep breath and, you know, to really pay attention, and he sent me something uh, just yesterday uh, that he was uh, seeing in his life, which was triple zeros, and ironically, in my life, I was revisiting a work uh, by Dr. Joe Vitelli called Zero Limits, was, was all about living in that same space. So um, I said to him, I said, you know, we're so, so connected. It's just amazing that when we slow ourselves, um, you know, we can delve into all of these incredible things. And, um, you know, he texted me, what does it mean to, to live in zero limits? So as I was trouncing through my day, the beginnings, and feeling a little bit unsettled and running in trying to get ready to do the show, I noticed on the stairs there was a praying mantis and i i could have stepped on him and i thought oh my gosh i'm so glad i didn't see i didn't see him and when i first the first romp that i went up the stairs but i saw him sitting there and he was just still he was not moving at all i mean i almost thought that he had died and was <laughs> died of fright paralyzed from fright and i thought i was watching and i took a little minute to take a picture of him and then I moved my hands and he came back and he put his little hands up in like little fisticuffs and I said okay dude you know what I'm gonna leave you alone I, I I'll respect your space I'll give you that space and then you know I was sort of thinking about that energy of that mantis and and what that symbolism means and you know means to me and you know to being still and and I thought oh my gosh this is my gift of, of that zero, that space of being in that zero space. And, you know, and, and then me being me, I thought as I came back, I just like, okay, I'll leave you. And then I watched him sort of, he got kind of got stuck up the stair doing the vertical climb. And so I reached out my hand and I picked him up and then, you know, placed him on a leaf. And he kind of kept looking like he put, kept putting, reaching his hands up, up. Now I went higher. I went off. <laughs> So I put him on my hand again, and I moved, and then he jumped off on the cement, and I thought, oh, great, now he's really going to get smashed by somebody, and, uh, you know, and I went to go pick him up, and he decided where he wanted to go. So that was my my little reminder uh, today about what it really means to, to live in, in that space of, of zeros. But without further ado, I'd love to welcome my co-host, Michael J. Russ. Welcome, Michael. Um, and uh, I'd love for you to, to start out. I know you had a, a beautiful quote that you wanted to share with the audience and uh, just uh, some some insights and in, in how that moves you. So I'll turn the, yeah, the really mic over to you. Yeah, pay attention to the triple, triple numbers and the triple zero. Um, what, what, I, what I forwarded to you was, was just one of five different interpretations of what angelically that, you know, according to the divine, what, the, what triple zero uh, means, what they're trying to convey. And I pay attention to them because I get a lot of these signs and signals. And uh, I was told to uh, begin to pay closer attention to them uh, because my thoughts, I would send out a thought and I'd get a mirror back of, of the number like almost instantaneously. It was pretty amazing. Uh, I, I don't think that, they're, that the, uh, the states are making uh, uh, triple or quadruple number license plates uh, with that kind of prevalence. Uh, so... Uh, as I don't see things, anything is an, a, an accident or a coincidence. 
uh, in my view, everything in the in the universe uh, has a divine purpose and meaning structure. All we have to do is focus on <clears throat> what that might be and uh, divine from what we can that can positively help us evolve. But the, the very interesting quote from that Lao Tzu was, new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. And I thought about that and and how I know in my life I've had uh, some endings uh, to relationships and other things that have not been uh, so easy. Uh, I can't say that it's it's been with great prevalence because you know probably one or once or twice because my life has been pretty pretty easy. I think this life for me is uh, is is one of a lot of introspection. I never had kids in my life. Uh, I've been married twice, but no, no children, and because I didn't want children, it just wasn't something that I was interested in. Uh, and mm-hmm. I know that in society there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure uh, to and initially I did get pressure from my parents, but I told them that's not going to happen. Look to my brother and sister; they'll probably get, give you grandkids, and they ended up doing that. Uh, so the pressure was very often me. But this is this is what you know living with zero limits, um, making sure, uh, seeing, interpreting life in your reality and how it's unfolding before you, we have to remember that we have choices. We can choose zero limits. We can choose to, to experience uh, the, uh, the praying mantis situation as either, oh my gosh, there's a bug in my house or back on, on, attached to my house and somehow seek to destroy it because bugs are scary or we can see it as an intelligent little being that has a mind of its own and knows where it wants to go. And we just, you know, we can maybe step in and see if we can help it get there. Or maybe in the end, we just need to leave it alone because <laughs> it, it'll right. decide how, you know, where it needs to go and how it needs to get there. And um, I, I do this a lot with uh, you know, dragonflies out at the barn. There's lots of dragonflies at certain times of the year and uh in in the past 15 years or so 16 years of of working out there uh, there have been times when uh, a dragonfly would land on my shoulder uh, and there'd be times when it would it would uh, uh land on what i was working on uh, or land on my mower <laughs> you know and you're like you're you're moving right along there and you see this and you look at it and you go wow a super intelligent little being. There's, there's, there are people who will tell you that dragonflies have special meaning. Uh, monarch butterflies, or, or just butterflies in general, uh, would land, uh, land on me, or land on what I'm, I'm doing, and, and, uh, and pay me some, some, pay me some attention. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, always so grateful that, um, that these little creatures, that have such, such short lifespans, uh, would uh, be as curious about me as I'm about them. And I don't see it as, as a problem. Uh, now, I'll probably give you a totally different story when it comes to fire ants, but uh, I give them a lot of respect and I give them a lot of space because uh, they're doing what they do. And I know that the little tiny things can bite you and, and uh, you're experiencing their uh, wrath for the next three or four or five days. Uh, so I, uh, I, give them, I give them a lot of space. But, you know, this is, this is just life. I, I've said before uh, to you that the, what stands in the way of, of living a life with zero limits 
in my view, is number one, that we're capable of doing it, that we have the right to do it, and that, mm-hmm. and, and then we have to have the awareness. We have to have the awareness to remember that we have that right and that we, we can do it and we can make that choice. Um, stuff gets in the way. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff of life. Yeah, and and uh, uh, I'm not going to go off on an entire diatribe of, you know, the societal boxes that the boxes society uh, attempts to put you in. However, uh, and, and the people you know and the people you respect, um, our world... I don't know if anybody would be willing to, to allow our world to survive, to experiment with a lack of organization and just kind of see what happens. You know, it, it seems to me that, that there's, there's a lot of structure in a world because a lot of building blocks depend upon that structure. And, um, and you know, we have to find a way to co- coexist with that structure and yet still have our freedoms and still have our ability to choose uh, zero, zero limits and zero adversity, to see things not as adversity but as opportunities or as um, the ability to as, – as events that give us an opportunity to evolve or transform or practice transcendence, practice, practice transformation, practice the alchemy that, that we have. Um, I wrote in the podcast last week, if nothing ever happened, our souls would never evolve. We mm-hmm. have to have things, right? We've got, we got to have things occur and in order to, um, to practice uh, the, the, I could say, practice claiming the rights that we have, the right of sovereignty uh, and the right to uh, personal alchemy, to, to transform, to say, no, I choose not to see that as something, uh, as a problem in my life. Uh, as a circumstance that will take me down, I choose to see that as this and and move in that direction. And if those things didn't happen, we wouldn't be able to make those choices and thereby evolve and, and elevate our conscious awareness and elevate ourselves, uh, elevate our souls to um, to live in a different way. You know, if we we wouldn't be able to practice our kindness and empathy and compassion and love if we didn't have that. We didn't have those things occur. So they are blessings. All those things have to be seen as, as blessings. And that changes your whole thought paradigm, right? Oh, 100%. New beginnings. 100%. Yeah, new beginnings. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. and, and um, even, you know, even for me, you know, the, the mantis, you know, in Native American, they always said mm-hmm. that it was there to teach the power of stillness, that we're moving far too quickly. And that's exactly what oh, yeah. I was doing with my day. You know that I was missing, missing the things. How how I love praying mantis. How I didn't even see it when I and there it was sitting right in front of me in the middle of the stairs, waiting there. You know, just still. And it 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 is for me like as you said when you when you're there practicing a, a thought. You know, one of the things that I really loved about the work in. in the book Zero Limits, he talked about, you know, yes, you have an intention, but beyond that, when you allow yourself to be in that stillness, you can access your imagination. And that's where oh, creation comes yeah. from. And mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, for me, that's, that's where I live. I love being creative. I love 
you know, playing with different things. And um, I was thinking to myself when you, you were speaking, you know, the the passing of the anniversary of Glenn Brooks, the founder of Vibrant Living, was yesterday, the ninth. Really? It's been one year um, since he transitioned. And, um, you know, and, and as you said, you know, we, we lost a dear friend. But for you and I, we gained, a, we gained a deeper connection. You know, it was through Glenn that I met you. Um, and I know you had, and I'd love to hear a little bit about this because, you know, I, I was always a big fan of Bernie Siegel. And one of the things he said in one of his books, it was one of my favorite quotes, every day is my best day. This is my life. I'm not going to have this moment again. And you had an opportunity to share the stage with Bernie, did you not? Uh, at Glenn's uh, event, Um, you know, and that was really about, it was an unscripted power event, and um, you spoke on zero adversity, is that correct? Yeah, I talk on uh, zero adversity and the power perception, basically, the power perception, Mm -hmm. um, and how it, uh, um, I I, I did this little little talk that I do about uh, the fact that perceptions are scripts, um, and first off, let me say that Bernie Siegel was an amazingly warm and loving gentleman. Um, what, a, what an amazing um, guy uh, he is and how his, he shifted his perspective. And the perspective of every day is my, is my best day and I'm living my best life uh, is that is a, one of those perceptions that, again, shapes all of your interactions with your day. And mm-hmm. I, I believe a couple of weeks ago or a week or two weeks ago in our show, I kind of talked about how we have to, um, in the morning, purposely choose, choose with intention how we are going to approach every day and not let the day dictate how we approach the day. You know, we have mm-hmm. to take command of, of what happens you know, we, we decide, okay, I'm going to, this is my best day, and, and this is, and I'm living my best life. Nothing's going to get in the way of that. And then you find out that your, your mother passed away. You know, it's something like that, which is kind of like out there on the end of the extreme of what could happen that day that could throw you into a tizzy. And um, for me, my mother's 93, going to be 94 this, this December. And uh, we have allowed her to uh, enable her, I should say, not allow, but we've enabled her to live, uh, still continue to live by herself and drive and fly by herself between, you know, one place and another. She doesn't, if there's a connection involved, we've got to be there. But um, it, it's, what's interesting is we have the ability, if that were to happen to me, I've already made my peace with my mother. I've always, I've already, you know, every, uh, every day or every other day, she hears, from, she hears from somebody every day, myself, my sister, my brother, somebody. And uh, if life is about love and, and we're in respect and gratitude, that is, I, I'm certain to every, in every conversation express how grateful I am that, um, that the decisions were made that allowed me to evolve into this self-actualized human soul that I am uh, mm-hmm. and with and, and allowed the choices that helped me get to where I am now. And I've expressed that to her. So if, if I get a phone call, it's, it's going to be, it's not going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. I learned 
decades ago that if if that you 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 express what you need to express right here right now to people that is living your best life and living your best mm-hmm. day is making sure that you're letting the people around you know how you feel about them everybody i know we always all my friends male female whatever say i love you i love you in every interaction you know that we that we have and whether i talk to them once a year twice a year once a month once a week same thing and you you it's interesting because judgment gets in the way of a lot of things i don't like what they did i don't like what they said you know 10 years ago (laughs) you're like what happened you know that they're not even the same person as they were 10 years ago and you're stolen that against them you're sure judging somebody if you cared about them if it was something that if the relationship that it was something you valued because there are relationships that can that that just need to end because of the fact that they have no relevance no longer any relevance for for both of you you've all both evolved beyond the your whatever friendship you had or whatever relationship you had and you've now because you've you've changed and they've changed you've got new friends new you've changed your frequencies and therefore you're attracting different frequencies and some frequencies fall away lower frequency relationships uh that had they fall away right i'm that's just kind of way it happens uh and i i i'm i'm i know somebody who i have a friend who cherishes every relationship regardless of how it it it, uh it's going how it's flowing so to speak and i've said many times i said you know sometimes sometimes you just have to let a relationship go you you because it's toxic because you've moved on from it yet it's still holding you back and you cannot be afraid to let go of toxicity if that person's mm-hmm. not willing to evolve to evolve or um perceive you in a in a different way as, as you've evolved in life uh, then uh, you 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 have to make a decision it's a very challenging decision and i for me i've always encouraged people to be honest about about themselves and and how they feel about people not in a in a you know i'm going to slap you upside the face way uh, there's no reason to be rude or angry or or disrespectful to anyone you can find a way to very lovingly say that this is how and this is the way i tell people is always let people know how, how what they did make you feel you have control over your feelings but initially this is how you what you said made me feel you need to know that how how you're communicating with people me in particular is is not in a loving kind and and um respectful way and so initially i feel like this i get i get over it because i'm in control of the way i feel not you uh however the initial shock of what you said i took it this way and that's what people need to know and and that's a loving thing that you can convey to somebody communication is vital and the key to life and it's the key to living zero limits and by the way what you said about being able to intuit uh, the inspirations the creativity it's interesting because I, I i meditated for about an hour and a half this morning and i wrote something down as you were saying it and that is instead of freaking out get quiet instead of freaking out about something get quiet the opposite getting quiet is generally the opposite of what 
you do when something happens that throws you for a loop. Somebody says something that makes you angry or this, or you run into a situation or challenge and what you see as a problem in life. Um, most people will turn around and get on their phones and, and publish it on social media and tell call 10 of their closest friends and complain and whine and moan about it. When really, if there's something that needs to occur, it's going to emanate from you and you need to sit down and get quiet, just get all distraction out of the way and connect with your higher self and be able to intuit what you need to guide yourself through it. Simple enough. You know, and and train yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you find yourself, you know, I think part of the the gift of of revisiting a book that, you know, really inspired me, and, and, you know, the the book was co-written by Len Haleakala, um, and he gained fame as a, for those of our audience members here on PRNFM that may not know him, he gained fame as uh, a gentleman who was able to heal an entire ward of the mentally criminally insane by never seeing a patient in person. He found that uh, through his healing himself and really seeing that, okay, there was some aspect of him that needed if it was showing up in somebody else it it needed to be healed within him and he found that within the the zero point space that everything that's emanated from the brain and it's so so fascinating to me that it's actually already existing in consciousness before there's a thought there's already something there and so it's our connections and that the way that he was able to do that was through loving himself and forgiving himself and mm-hmm. apologizing to himself and and thanking himself, being in gratitude, those four things. And, you know, when uh, Joe Vitale was, was speaking, he was talking about how frustrated he was with one of his employees because he didn't, he, they were working on a project together that needed to be done. And the guy didn't show up for work. And he said, <laughs> he's human. And so he's angry and he's, you know, doing this and this and this. But instead, he kind of, he had to remind himself in three days. He's like, okay, I love you. I love you. I love you. And just kept repeating that over and over again. And in three days, the gentleman reached out to him from prison. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, and told him what he needed to do to get the stuff done and, and you know, problem solved. But as you said, you know, he could have gone on to a social media site and, you know, vehemently, you know, bastardized this yes, this person or whatever it was right. and, and it wouldn't have made him feel any better. And, you know, the no. more and I and I find that even with myself, I'm like, okay, you know, I mean and we're all human. We're none of us have these these lily white <laughs> days I guess where there's there's no conflict or you know just a, just the perfect day I mean some days you you wish that and we have you know frustrations I said something that was not very kind to my brother yesterday and as soon as it flew out of my mouth it was because it was hot and humid and I never should have said it was just a, a comment and and I, as soon as it came out of my mouth I regretted it and I immediately apologized but I still I the whole day it bothered me and when I got home I just said you know I 
really, please accept my apology. It was very thoughtless and unkind of me, and it never should have come out of my mouth. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. here, you know, I try to be a better person. Please accept my apology. I, I'm not right. really sincere. And then forgive yourself for making the comment. Right. And, and then it was done, you know, you know and he said, okay, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. I forgive you. Like, I, you know, and I love my brother, and I, and I really, that it was so thoughtless and so uncaring and you know but the same you know when he did was take that divine moment of forgiveness he could have been like well i'm not you know we could have engaged in a whole other dialogue but he went into that grace of forgiveness and allowed me that and and so there was an exchange of love there and and so it just made me even more so want to go back and practice the ho'oponopono of you know Mm -hmm forgive me, I'm sorry, you know, thank you, I love you. And even if, you know, I think what Joe was just doing, I love you, being that in that point of zero space, the zero point field, what they, they consider the zero point field, where there is only love. And that's what this show Connect to Love is all about. I mean, I think that's what brought us together, Michael. You know, it was the love and the passion of, of one man and, and the divine spark he saw in you and, and what he saw in me and, and how he brought a lot of different people together. And, um, you know, I think it, it's, you, know, you never know how, how other people's lives are going to be touched. And we do talk about that a lot, but um, it sure. really, it does. It makes a big, big, big difference. And, you know, I think as we're awakening, I need to understand that we are, human we are having that experience and we've come here so that the divine can experience the imperfections of being human and mm-hmm. uh yeah, it, i agree with you i agree with you glenn, glenn was a very interesting interesting gentleman he had very very um big dreams of helping to impact people's lives in a very dramatic way and i i would often tell him that that uh, there's two ways to make that happen. Sometimes it's on a grand scale, and sometimes it's just one-on-one. And we never know exactly what it is that we're meant to do. Um, although impacting one person, uh, it does impact the world, because once that person changes, that person, change, their world changes around them. And uh, I always remember that, because with my podcasts, although I have people, uh, and even with this podcast, we have people all over the world who listen, um, we have to we have to literally um, forget about uh, give up give up our our desire or need for millions of people to listen to what we have to say. The people who really are ready for what we have to say and who are ready to expand, they'll already be guided in one way or another. Sometimes through uh, seemingly serendipity, um, what seems like serendipity to to uh, they'll be turned on to the podcast and they'll get from it what is that what it is that they're supposed to get from it that can uh, that can be so timely in their lives right now to move forward. Uh, so to our listeners, I'll, I'll simply say, uh, I am I always, I'm grateful. I know you're grateful too for 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 the listenership and for sharing the podcast, sharing this radio show and it's uh, in, in its uh, consequential podcast with, with um, people around them. You, you never know what it is that somebody uh, needs. They're not going to tell you. And, uh, and what you, you know, only thing you can do is to be 
be giving, a giving person, and and simply say, hey, this I ran into this cool thing, and release your desire or need for them to actually follow up on it, and and uh, let them make choices and decisions for themselves. We're not here to control people, um, and I like Ho'oponopono, by the way. It's really awesome. Uh, and it is something that we ought to dedicate a little bit of a, uh, a show to that um, mm-hmm. to help people understand on a deeper level what it is and how easy it is, how simple it is to live from that uh, from that mindset and to practice that uh, even in their quiet time. Uh, we're not quite certain sometimes what we have to forgive ourselves for. It's not an awareness that many people keep, although there's things that that happen, it's kind of this blanket, <laughs> this mm-hmm. blanket forgiveness uh, for yourself, uh, which, which, believe it or not, does impact your life. If you say it enough, um, repeat it enough to yourself, it will shift. It will create a shift in your, in your, in your, your state of being. And that shift is, is, Absolutely positive, absolutely positive, and the shift uh, uh, that you'll see the way it impacts the, the frequency it sends out to other people will will uh, that you're that that will emanate from you as a result of it is comes another thing. So here's what we're going to do next week. Next week on All the right. show, we're going to dig, dig deeper into that. Remember that I've written it down, and we're going to dig deeper into that and how people can adopt uh, Hoponopono into their lives and and uh, really understand what it is. Uh, We'll label it and we'll put it out there and show how it can be uh, woven into your everyday existence, how easy it is, how simple, quick, and and, and the like. Um, from the very moment that you get up in the morning, you can say it before you get out of bed. It's really awesome. Uh, and and live your live your day from that perspective. It is important I, it, to live at some point decide the moment you get up, the moment your eyes open, how you are going to live your day. The, it, it never ceases to amaze me how people um, go through their day like a ship without a rudder or a sail. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the waves of the ebb and flow of life takes them in one direction and takes them in another direction, and they're always reacting to things that are going on outside of them instead of literally dictating themselves where they're going to go, how they're going to get there, what their mindset and state of being is. And if we're talking about vibrational frequencies, the only way to hold on to elevated frequencies, your happiness, your hope, your optimism, uh, your, your compassion and your empathy and your love and joy, the only way to hold on to those frequencies is to mitigate the things that seek to, uh, to diminish them. Mm-hmm. things that seek to diminish them. That is the only way. And they're coming at you at lightning speed. Lightning speed. I can't tell you how many newsletters I get or how many texts I get or this or that. Um, and I have to read a lot of newsletters throughout the day um, for my work, my career. Uh, and there's other things that I'm interested in as well. And in, in, in our country and other countries as well, uh, There's there are... Everybody is seeking your attention. Everyone is seeking your attention. They want because that's if they don't if they get your attention, then they make money. 
that's just the way it is. If you, if you engage with them, then they have uh, the ability to, uh, to uh, make advertising dollars from that, from your engagement with them. Uh, and what we have to do as, you know, human beings, souls in human form, uh, living, you know, uh, light in, with, with a, as I like to say, with, that's wearing a suit of clothes, and living in this world of oneness is be able to um, mitigate the division, the uh, intentional intentionality, I should say, of 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 what is coming at us in terms of information on a daily basis. You know, we don't need 99% of what it is that that is put out there. It doesn't make our lives any better. We have mm-hmm. to decide what it is that we're going to engage with and understanding that our emotional capital, which is what I call emotional capital because I've kind of broken it down into something that people can, that, that something instead of being subjective, something being objective, emotional capital, your, your, your happiness, your frequency is your emotional capital, your state of being is your emotional capital, your attitude is your emotional capital, your energy and your time. This is emotional capital. And you can decide where to invest it from the moment you get up in the morning. I'm not investing in these things. I'm going to invest in these things today. When those things happen, you go, no, nah, no investment required. I'm going to simply let it go. It's not valuable to me. It has no relevance to me in my life and my happiness. It's not relevant to me living from uh, living a zero limit existence. It's, there's no relevance there. And so uh, that's the decision that needs to be made on a, on a, on a daily basis. And no matter, what I, no matter how many podcasts I know I make, um, I think I'm up to almost 180 now, the same that's thread wonderful. goes through each. Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. I don't know how I have that many, that many things to talk about. <laughs> um, just, it's just something else, you know. Sometimes it's just saying 10 podcasts could be saying the same thing in 10 different ways because I've come up with a new way that can maybe communicate with someone different, that, that somebody who didn't get it before will get it this way because it's being explained in a different way. I've kind of turned around and, and, and put it in a different context. Uh, and, and other times it's just that, creating a reality. This morning I, I was, I was, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. Kat had just walked across my body and awakened me. And uh, I said, <laughs> which happened every in the middle of the night, every night, I get a cat standing on me at some particular point. I'm, I'm, I'm swearing she's dancing. I, I have no idea what's going on. It's completely dark in the room, and it's like, are you awake? I want to walk all over you. Are you awake? Because I'm awake. It's night, and I'm a nocturnal being. I, I, I want somebody to play with, which is exactly what she's asking. I thought, no, 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 not happening. Um, However, I had this, this thought this morning. I've been looking to kind of tie a couple of things together and, you know, about you know, creating reality and your frequency. Um, your frequency, I'm trying to, attempting not to put the cart before the horse. You're, you create your reality, but your frequency, as I was thinking about it this morning, your vibrational frequency is what you apply, is what, is what helps you create your reality. Your state of being helps you create your reality. It's not the other way around. You don't create your, 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 your reality isn't created um, 
isn't the first thing that occurs. You're, you work on your frequency. The, the, the state of being you create for yourself first thing in the morning helps you create the reality you experience throughout the day, is I guess what I'm trying, uh, attempting to say. Mm-hmm. And, and that, is, that is something that takes work. Because if you're in a family and you've got kids and you're you've you're your significant other, you've got everybody's running, right? Everybody gets up running. School's back in session now. So around the country and around the world, school's in session. Uh, summer's over. And so there's a there's a there's a plan that has to occur. And I was thinking about this when it comes to something simple as stress. Um, Dr. Sanjay Gupta had an interesting piece about stress this morning in his little one-minute oh, uh, update. Him. Yeah, he was talking about stress in some study that talked about uh, how to reduce stress. And I'm going, I can tell you exactly how to reduce stress. It's a function of, of if stress is self-imposed. We are attempting to balance in uh, way too many things, and we're, we become frustrated. And he was talking about how stress impacts the your um your what did he call it um not in my name right now um your not your immune system um i will think of it in a minute but it's 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 how it impacts your your body on a specific level how stress Hmm. does there there's this physicality uh there's the manifestation of of disease and and other things and it's it stress has they were talking about a study you just talking about a study about stress how it, it impacted something else and I was thinking yeah when I was in California <clears throat> I had to get up I knew that if I didn't get on the road at a certain period of time I was going to be stuck in traffic I'd have to deal with more traffic than I really wanted to deal with right you you because in in bumper to bumper traffic you have to be you expend a lot of energy because you have to be incredibly aware of where you are at all times and who's around you and if you're in that kind of environment for 45 minutes to an hour some people i know a couple hours a day it's ridiculous then you're expending a lot of your emotional capital on something that has really no relevance to you in your life and so you're tired by the time you get to where you are and that can create that creates stress when somebody does something you don't anticipate whatever you react you get the tightness of the solar plexus I think you know what I'm talking about right mm-hmm yeah and that's kind of what happens and I moved here to Florida North Florida there are no freeways there's freeways 50 miles away <laughs> I'm on the coast doesn't mean we don't have traffic traffic a couple times a day uh, however in California, when I go back to see my mother, we say, oh, let's go to so-and-so. And the first thing across my mind is, what time is it? What time is it, and what are the traffic patterns going to be like? That's what I have to think about. A, what time do we yeah, have? Yeah, you made a choice, uh-huh. but that's yeah, not where yeah, you want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. The minute I came here, I immediately, my girlfriend immediately recognized a shift, a change in me back in 03. What's the change? The change is... I no longer I was no longer expending emotional capital on things that just to manage my day-to-day life I wasn't spending that emotional capital on that I could get up in the morning since my office is in my home I could come up and set a time set aside time to meditate I could go walk in the morning I go to the barn and help her clean up I you know it, it my what I was investing in changed because every time I go back to California, I have to now invest that capital in those things. And 
we literally put ourselves in a situation where we have to do that. I know you don't have to do that because you've arranged your life in such a way that none of that is part of it. Am I right? Right. I try to do as many things as I can to nourish my soul. I, I have I encourage my clients and, and and I've done it myself, you know, is is really to be selfful. And you know, people think that being selfful is selfish. It's not. You need to no, know not. when something does not feel right. And no is a very difficult word for was a difficult word for me to learn. You know, I was wanted to be a people pleaser. <laughs> you know, as a child mm-hmm. I was a firstborn, you know, I didn't want to disappoint. You know, I wanted to, you know, oh sure. You know, I'll stay late and clean the chalkboards and it started you know, I, I just you do those things, but as you you get older, you say, oh, you know what, I don't really like breathing in that chalk dust, and so maybe I'll let somebody else take over that duty, and whatever it is that you need to do to be selfful, and sometimes it's recognizing when you need to close a door. I, I've noticed, you know, sometimes we'll keep doors open longer than we should because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or step on everybody's toes. Right. But we're not mm-hmm. doing a service to ourselves. And and no. I think that that's what a lot of this whole process and going inward and that reminder of stillness is all about. And, you know, I, I really love what's going on in the world right now as far as science is concerned and the connection to the quantum you know in the in the old model the newtonian model it was you know there was a nucleus and then there was these atoms and protons and electrons and you know they all spun around that nucleus but what they found is is in the quantum model it it's you know it's a center and then these rings around it sort of like in a tree and in nature and they vibrate and they pulse and you know so what's in that center and you know you you talk about that that zero point field the, the where there are zero limits and I read something and I wanted to share it with you because it was actually in a phenomenal resource called an ascension glossary and they talked about the zero point field being the source of our genesis that that's where the infinite energy supply comes from and they said love is radiating strengthening and unifying force that spirals into the upward movements towards the central point of oneness the zero point the force of love naturally aligns itself into unity with the zero point field unifying the hearts of the universe the absence of love or hatred is a disintegrating separate and weakening force which absorbs the light and energy away from the central point of this oneness so it's all about that love that radiating going into that infinite energy source that we're all connected to and that we're, which is why you know Michael and I you know are so passionate about you know connecting to love I just it really spoke to me and it um, I just thought, you know, that's that's where we're headed. That's what I want to see for the <laughs> the the future for us all to really um, connect at that space to, and then really to be able to live without any 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 limits. Live your life without limits. And um, yeah, Absolutely. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. I love that, by the that. way. The field of unconditional uh, unconditional love. It's interesting to 
um, to many people that I know that I speak with um, unconditional love, living from unconditional love, and the zero point field, as I as I understand it, is a uh, a field of unconditional love. Am I right about that? Yes. A field mm-hmm. of unconditional it, love. Yeah, that we it, that that is expansive. That'd be right. Absolutely. Yes. The, okay. There is. It's so, an infinite. It's infinite. There's no. There's no limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's there's no. There's no limit to it. Um, mm-hmm. It's you and you know. It's it's interesting. You and I have through intention decided that this is where. That, that unconditional love and living from that field uh, is what we, uh, what we desire to do. And when you make that decision, then the things that you, you handle life differently, you, you handle situations, the challenges, your circumstances at the time, you handle them completely different. And that is, I guess, the most important thing to take from this is that it all kind of it's back to what I was talking about in, in you know in the morning when you get up you you have a choice you have choices a choice about how you are going to uh, be present in your day I think present being present was something we talked about last week being present um, unconditional love exists in the present it exists right here right now and it's not i mean it's it's an it's an active in the moment thing uh i don't know if you'll i, I think you'll agree with me when i simply say that applying unconditional love to something that's already happened is is okay if it helps heal something um mm-hmm. especially if we're talking about people you're talking about yourself healing yourself you've got to give yourself unconditional love first you've got to actually step into that field yourself um a lot of times right. these these fields are taken as oh it's out there it's that thing that zero point field is is not really out there if we're talking about a oneness concept if we're all one we all come from the same place we all come from the same uh, beautiful pristine lake and we're just drops that when we 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 go back to that pristine unconditional uh loving uh place we, we are unconditional love before during and after that's basically the way I kind of like see it. When we're here, it, it is something that you, you live and, and exists right here in the present moment. You can throw mm-hmm. it into the future. However, that, when you live from it now, it, it impacts your future. It, it creates a reality in the future that is, that is um, um, replete with unconditional love because you're going to see future events from that perspective and it all kind of ties together we what I love about that is it's a different way to explain something that we've talked about um, in this spot in this in this radio show and podcast before and that is that that we all we we, we come from a, a love we come from oneness and we have the and, and everything must emanate from us if we want to change something outside of us we're the one who has to adopt it again goes back to Ho'oponopono and everything else we are the ones 
that have to change ourselves. We are the ones who have to create mm-hmm. this. Um, the, 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 the challenge, one of the challenges in this world today, and I'm noticing it more and more um, because social media for me is kind of like a, uh, I don't know, I call it a necessary evil. <laughs> I have to use right. it to communicate what I, with people, to communicate the message that I have with people. However, I'm not really, I have, I have to live in a state of um, what I call detached involvement when it comes to managing my emotional capital, my unconditional love, my time and energy, all those other things, my focus, my attention, because there's so many other things out there that are very divisive in, on that medium, and I've noticed an uptick in it in the last couple of days. Really interesting, um, an uptick mm. in the divisiveness, even on like LinkedIn. I, and I, I resist the temptation to get involved in it. I read a couple of things. I notice that mm, this is heading in a direction that is very divisive, and this is people who obviously don't embrace unconditional love. They don't live from it. They live somehow. They allow everything outside of them to dictate. Um, is it, what's outside of them is dictating what it is that they're saying right now. It's not what's within them. It's it's they're letting things, situations, circumstances, events dictate um, how they feel about themselves and about their world. And I don't engage in that. I've decided, no, that's not, I'm not going to even respond. I'm not even going to put this out there because where they're coming from with this is a lot of vitriol and a lot of negativity. I, you know, it's, they live in the lower realms. There has to be a transformation here. And and the big question for, for me that I always ask is how can I be a a spark for that change. And in my view, it has to come through relational, correct, direct relational connection. And social media has no direct relational connection. So it's really just an illusionary platform. Um, if I were to speak to somebody one-on-one, I would come from love and compassion and empathy and, and communicating um, what I see occurring is that you're focusing a lot of emotional capital on things that you do not control. And in doing so, you're frustrated, you're fearful, you're angry. And in order to, and, and that is resonating out to everybody around you that you know, your family, your friends, your loved ones, your children, especially. Um, we, have a, we have generations now growing up on these platforms. And what's missing, you and I know, is the concept of unconditional love for yourself, for yourself, because what's happening is the the people are judging themselves and how they feel about themselves. That's being determined by something outside of them that they cannot control. And this is a, it's one of the greatest challenges I think our, our, our world is going to face in the next few decades. Um, is that we have to find a way to to uh, help young people as young as possible uh, discover the love for them, that they have for themselves, discover that this concept of this zero point field in a way that makes sense that you have to love yourself first, um, everything emanates from you, not from the outside in the inside out and and that 's how we change 
the world going forward, whether it's climate change or whatever. You, you, you love the planet. You love yourself. You have to love yourself first. And then you can relay that to everything else that's outside of you. It's a, we have a lot of challenges. I think about these things. I know you do too sometimes, but I, mm-hmm. I sit around and when I'm meditating and I, and I, the questions that come to my mind is how can, how can I have an impact? How can my podcast impact people? How can my, how can this radio show connect to love um, impact people in a, in a, in a way that actually does create this pivotal paradynamic shift in thinking just, to one degree, because one degree of shift creates many, many, many hundreds of degrees of difference in someone's life. And it's, it's, it's a constant conundrum for me. It's a positive one because I'm always right. sitting down and attempting to figure out how I can convey something in a different way that will impact somebody in a positive way that actually means something. Oh, I get it now. You know, where they yeah, say that. As, you know, as you're speaking, um, Michael, what echoes in my head over and over again is love thy neighbor as thyself. And I think what you're, what you're saying is, you know, there's not a lot of self-love. And so we don't know how to love somebody else. You know, you, you first, and that's, that's what going inward is. You know, you, you, you know, just like I did, I, self-corrected my behavior yesterday I had to forgive myself I had to realize you know yeah where my unkindness was and and why you know why did I do that and and go back to the point I was okay you know it's my I went through all the different things it's my frustration with me really is what it was that I was things were not in control the way that I wanted them to be and uh, I let things, you know, unfold in a, in a not a kind way. <clears throat> but I took that approach, you know. I, I did. Love it. I did take that moment to to self correct and reexamine, and you know, to you know whether it, and it wouldn't have mattered if it was my brother or somebody else. It still would have bothered me equally. You know, it would not. Yes. I may not have had that opportunity to apologize to a stranger. And, you right. know, you don't know, and as we <clears throat> we do, we talk about the kindness is what we share with somebody else. So I would say, you know, that when you love yourself, love thy neighbor as yourself, you nourish your soul, you find value in the moment that we share in the present time with other people. Um, as that praying manna showed me today, you know, take a moment of stillness, you know, remind yourself that the essence of our being is love and forgiveness and that we all have an innate right to be happy and to really be connected in that space of love. And that's the most powerful thing that there is. And um, I'm going to let you sign off because you always do such an eloquent way. And, you know, I just want to say how grateful I am to you and to Jesse at the station here up here on FM and to all of our listeners. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, in, in, in gratitude for each and every one of you. And I love you. And I love you, Michael, and I will let you sign off. As I do, I love you too. As you said that, I, I will simply convey this one thing, that having the most beautiful thing about what you did with your brother um, is what I say, having the presence of mind to pivot. Mm. 
having the presence of mind to pivot, to, to understand you're coming from love, however you got caught up in the moment. And it's not, it's not your initial reaction or response, um, what you initially say that's important. That is what it is. It's how quickly you can pivot to, from love, how quickly you can um, shift and transform and make that pivot to love from, from wherever you, what your initial um, response or inclination was, uh, your initial action. And, and that was the beauty of, of, of this, the absolute essence of the beauty of what you did. Um, everybody does that. And, I, and I, we're all human. We, we say things. We do things. And uh, it's how quickly we can, we, can, we can shift from what we said to back to love that makes all the difference in the world and, and is a healing and, and, and can heal. So um, I'll simply, I think Einstein said something really beautiful. I have to I get to it here really quickly. Um, I want to uh, simply say it. Uh, let's see. Einstein. Einstein. Where are you, Einstein? Yeah, here we go. The world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. That was Albert Einstein. Quite interesting for a man that was oh, such beautiful. a brainiac. He had a he had a great grasp of of uh, of this fact, and I think that's brilliant. So I thank our listeners here on PR and FM. Thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to listen. So it is. <clears throat>